Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful Arsenio ZSL podcast. Oh my goodness gracious, you know, I do, I must apologize for my voice. Uh, my left nostril is a little bit clogged. Okay, so, uh, you know, I don't sound 100%. It's because my allergies, I don't know what happened. A lot of traveling over the Thanksgiving weekend, the next thing you know, boom, just like that, mucus, a little bit of inflammation in my little membranes, apparently, and it's all based on allergies. And, of course, uh, what is it? The pollution season is officially here in Bangkok, too. So, uh, yeah, it's all about me just uh, trying to maintain my sanity. <laughs> but I can tell you right now, still got my goddamn energy. You can't stop me, allergies. You cannot stop me. And with that being said, people, it's time to dive into the briefing meeting. That's right. Everything we've already talked about, right? In regards to asking questions and follow-up questions on how to inquire information and uh, uh, check for understanding, we're putting that all together now into one giant briefed meeting. So, with all the phrases that I've taught you already, it's time for us to practice our listening, to hear those phrases, and to hear how this specific meeting, which is about 2 minutes and 45 seconds, goes. All right, so there's going to be a lot of clarification. I thought you said this. Wait, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't quite catch that. Could you say that again? Could you repeat his name? You're going to be hearing these types of things. And I also, you need to ask yourself, okay, how did this meeting go overall? And then that's what we're going to be discussing in today's podcast. So with the further ado, let's dive into this listening. Take notes, two minutes and 45 seconds, and we'll go from there. So, welcome to Tokyo, Matt. It's good to have you on the team. Thanks, Sally. It's good to be here. I think you're going to enjoy your three months here, Matt. Now, this is Sharon Hall. She's the person you'll mostly be working with on the project. Hi, Matt. Hi. Sorry, I didn't catch your name. Sharon. Sharon Hall. Hi, Sharon. Sharon's in charge of our corporate loan department. She's sorting out an office for you at the moment. Ah. You'll probably be working over at Empire House. Sorry, where did you say? Empire House. It's our office building on the other side of town. Oh, OK. Don't worry. Uh, I'll take you over there later. Uh, now, you and Sharon will be reporting directly to Daniel Cash, our VP for Corporate Finance. Uh, sorry, who? Daniel Cash. Oh, right. And he's the vice president for... Corporate Finance. Ah. I thought you two had met. Uh, anyway, Daniel's had to rush off to a meeting, but he told me to say he'd meet you both at two tomorrow. Uh, sorry, I, I don't understand. I thought the whole team was meeting tomorrow at nine. Uh, we were, but uh, something came up. Anyway, Sharon can wow. fill you in on most of it. Uh, Sharon? Yes, uh, you'll have two assistants working with you, Matt. Janet White and Robin Sellers. Okay, Janet White and Robin... Sellers. Janet's our top mergers and acquisitions specialist. I think you two will get on well. Mm. She'll be helping you with your research, and Robin's your interpreter. He's very familiar with business procedures here, as well as being fluent in Japanese, of course. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm not with you. Interpreter? What do I need an interpreter for? I thought I was just here as an advisor. Um, the situation's changed a little since we last spoke, Matt. We'd now like you to lead the negotiations with the Sapporo Bank. In fact, that will be your main responsibility. I, I don't quite see what you mean, Sally. Um, 
I'm no negotiator, especially not for a takeover as big as this. I'm the guy with the pocket calculator. I just make sure the figures add up. Oh, come on, Matt. Uh, you're too uh, modest. We know your track record. Janet can take care of the figures. We want you to lead the first round of negotiations on the 13th. You mean the 30th, right? The 13th is next week. That's right. We've scheduled the first meeting for next Wednesday. Janet will be able to brief you before then. This is your big chance. I'm counting on you, Matt. I know you won't let me down. Oh, my God. So based on that recording, how would you feel if you were in Matt's position? So just imagine going to Tokyo, having everything disorganized. I'm sorry. I thought you said this. I thought you said this. I'm sorry. What? Negotiations? I'm just the guy with the pocket calculator. So you want me to negotiate a multi-million dollar deal? Are you serious? Three months here. Sounds like hell. How would you feel? Now, there are a lot of clarifying points that obviously he used to figure out exactly what was going on and at the time of, you know, in, in part of that meeting. And it just seemed like everything, not everything, but, you know, when he was asking for clarification and names, that's totally fine. But when he started asking about, okay, wait, I thought you said this. Why do I need an interpreter? Wait, what's going on? Hold on. What? I'm not a negotiator. I'm a guy that just adds up the funds. Oh, no, you know, you're a negotiator. Let's go. I'm counting on you. Next thing you know, Matt goes in there, he fucking bombs it, and then what's gonna happen after that? They're gonna be like, oh, you son of a bitch! You son of a bitch! No, asshole. He said that he was just the guy with the calculator. So I want you guys to think about it. Have you ever been caught off guard with your job like that? There was a time probably, oh my God, at the very beginning of my working career about 11 years ago, I remember I was asking uh, this guy, Emil, he was the practice manager of this dental uh, office for help. And he's, and I was like, uh, wait, so I have to do? He's like, yeah, you have to do everything. And I remember he said it very dismissively. And I got very, very angry, angry, like saying, bro, this doesn't make any sense. I'm not comfortable with doing this by myself. I need extra help. Now, remember, you guys probably do know the story that they got the extra help. And that extra help ended up doing everything. And they didn't need me anymore. Eh, it happens. Best thing that ever happened, to be honest with you. But nonetheless, uh, what ended up happening was, uh, you know, me and him, we never spoke again, probably from January 11 uh, up until on where he ended up quitting that practice job. I don't know what he does now. I never spoke to him again. But when you dump responsibilities and somebody has too much of a threshold, it becomes overwhelming. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much money you throw at them. You know, if they if you give them like even 100% increase per hour, it doesn't necessarily mean they're still going to give you that 100%. They still need help. It's more sanity over money. So with this guy, Matt, he has found himself between a rock and a hard place. He needs to figure out exactly what is he going to do going forward? Is this the company that he wants to continue working for? Like he's not a negotiator. This guy literally just sits in meetings and just adds up the figures. And regardless of track records and what you may have heard, you are in no position to dump such a massive responsibility on a guy who just moved to a country where he's completely oblivious to the culture and how he's supposed to negotiate with people, obviously, in Japan. Big shout out to my wonderful Japanese folks in Hokkaido, Sapporo, and all those other wonderful, beautiful places that I'm hoping to travel to soon. But nonetheless, it is a very unwelcoming surprise let's put it that way but it's something where adaptability has to fall in 
alignment. You know, um, how is he going to be able to adapt to such a massive situation like that? I have no idea. But I can tell you right now, what I had to adapt last year, okay, to COVID shutting down my job and probably about 90% of my monthly salary going right out the window, I had to adapt. It was a very hard three months, March, April, May. Luckily, I got a private student in April through a business, got another video session in May through a business. In June, luckily, I was teaching up country with just barely any money left. I finally got myself my big salary at the beginning of April. Uh, I'm sorry, August. And then I never looked back since. And now, obviously, life has completely transformed because I do a lot of trading at big time companies around Bangkok and outside of Bangkok. But nonetheless, it's about adaptability, right? So are you, and my question to you is, are you able to adapt very quickly to life's challenges? Rate yourself on a scale one through 10 over the last week, over the last month. Can you adapt to situations, be it in your family, okay? Personal life regarding just you, workplace, environmental, political, whatever it may be. And if you're not very good at adapting, why is that? And if you were to become a little bit better at adaptability, at speaking with people from uh, different countries within your company, or you know, taking the leap of faith and studying abroad, what would the, not, not the impact, but what could that possibly bring going forward in your life? What doors of opportunity may open those are the questions for you. And with that being said, stay tuned for more. I'm your host, as always, over and out.